Sword of a Saint, Faith in Steel, Chapter One. The feast was over, for today at least. Tomorrow morning, it would begin again in earnest. The Shield Danes, the Sword Danes, the Spear Danes, Berserkers, Shield Maidens, Hoofscals, Warlords, Warriors, all would wake under the same roof, eat together, drink together, and sleep together. Most were sleeping now. The sun had sunk into the hills long ago, and the moon had become a familiar friend. The city of Lundin was vast in size and structure. For hundreds of years, it had been a center of trade for the Britons, the Romans, the Saxons, but now the Danes. In the center stood the old Roman town, surrounded by high, decrepit walls, still stronger than most Saxon defenses. Around the walls sat the Saxon town, thatched huts, barns, halls and taverns that circled the abandoned city. Few Saxons ever dared venture inside the Roman walls, fearing ghosts and spirits of the long dead. Now the Danes lived where the Saxons once had, safe in the wooden huts. Some lords' great hall had been occupied by the Danish warlords in command of the army, and their feast had raged for hours into the night. All their warriors danced around hearth fires, singing songs, throwing punches, but now the fires were low. The songs had since vanished into the night, and all were sleeping beneath the great hall's mighty roof, save for a few. Hjalmar and his friends, Ayla and Egil, had dragged a table out into the cool air and still sat beneath the stars, drinking and sharing stories. Hjalmar was a young warrior. Barely eighteen winters had passed in his life, but he was not unknown to battle. He had been fighting since he was a little boy, but he had grown into a warrior now. Long, unwashed hair flowed down his back, the colour of gold. His eyes were a startling icy blue, set in an unblemished face, save for the blue ink drawing of an eagle he had etched into his skin. The creature flew on the side of his temple, looking towards his eyes, waiting to spread its wings. Hjalmar had lost his shirt some time ago. A little too much wine had stained it, so he chucked it away, much to the delight of some giggling girls handing out drinks. Now he lay on a bench beside the table, wearing nothing but his dark brown breeches, looking up into the sky, listening to his friends. I'm telling you, Ayla, you missed the hell of a fight. Those Saxon bastards ran up the hill like lambs to the slaughter. We butchered every last one of them. Gods, the sounds of shields shattering, swords hammering. It was such a rush. Oh, for fuck's sake, Idril, would you shut up about that battle? Every time you finish a drink, you tell us how you nearly killed the Saxon king. Well, I did. He came up to me in the wall and I cut him like a pig. You probably pissed yourself and ran to hide in your mother's skirts. Hjalmar laughed loudly. Ayla was always picking on Egil, and it never stopped being funny. What are you laughing at? I haven't heard any stories of you fighting the king. (laughs) 
Well, all I heard is the story of you pissing yourself. Ayla laughed now, never too tired to share in Egil's embarrassment. Hjalmar sat up and faced his two friends. Ayla's face was scarred from battle, and her brown eyes were hard. Her black hair was short and unkempt. She often cut it herself, hating it when her hair fell in front of her eyes when wielding her spear. As she always did, Ayla was wearing her battle furs, preferring not to be weighed down by heavy metal. She was strong, covered in muscle, like Hjalmar. But Egil was something else. Skinny, blonde hair that hung limply to his shoulders. Eyes of bright green sitting deep in his seemingly hollow, pale-skinned face. Egil wore a blue tunic, lined with gold thread and red breeches that didn't quite fit him. An impressive sight he was not. But none could move as quickly as Egil, none as swift. Though he had little experience in testing his speed on an enemy, he was confident all the same. Beside them a man slept, his head slumped on the table. Who he was, none of them knew. Right. You can see I'm not going to win this one. So let's play a game. How many times me or Hjalmar can pin you to the ground? No, for... Th Is that why we came all this way? Sailed across the open ocean just to see how many times we can beat up Egil. Well, that's why I'm still here. Egil's face was getting frustrated, but he knew he couldn't shout Ayla down. There was never going to be a day when Egil would ever get the better of Ayla. Hjalmar hid his smile for his friend's benefit, and instead tried to steer the conversation away from his imminent bruising. So why are you really here, Ayla? She seemed puzzled at the serious tone in Hjalmar's voice, almost annoyed at him for spoiling her fun. Why did you join, Lord Ivar? I don't care about their revenge. I'm here for myself. Living in Dayland is like watching pig shit dry in the sun. We farm, we fish, and we fight amongst ourselves. I'm not a fucking farmer. Look at me. I want to fight. I want to kill. What else is there to do? When she finished, Ayla looked at Hjalmar questioningly, almost wishing he had an answer. But he said nothing. What about you, Egil? Apart from killing kings, what did you come here to do? I know you might find it hard to believe, Ayla. I worked with my father and my mother near the city. I never would have guessed... Her voice dripped with sarcasm, but Egil carried on, ignoring her. Gods, it was dull. I don't want to be some poor farmer my whole life. Who the fuck wants that? I wanted to be famous, rich, powerful. But my father didn't want me to fight. He was always a coward. So I ran away. Went to where the fleet was waiting by the coast. There I found Jarl Ivar. Offered him my sword and became his sworn man. Bollocks. Hjalmar smiled as he corrected Egil. <laughs> I was already on Ivar's ship when you arrived. You were fucking dragged before him, accused of spying for some rival Jarl. <laughs> Ivar took you to clean the ship's hull just to stop your whining. <laughs> it sounded better the way I said it. They all laughed, their joy a drop in the ocean of silence all around. Go on then, Hjalmar. Tell us your story. Yes, your turn, you ass. Why are you here? Forgetting his merriment, Hjalmar tried to focus his thoughts. Bad memories, 
had infiltrated his mind. But then, he was starting to get used to the feeling. Well, I joined the fleet with my older brother, Halvard. Sailed to England to find a new home. But then we fought at Ashton. Halvard didn't make it back from that one. Now I'm the eldest, and uh, I've got to fulfill my duty. For a moment, there was a somber silence. God's sake, Yalmar, trust you to come up with some noble bollocks. You're fighting for duty. Admit it, you're just here for wealth and women, same as every Dane that sails. I'm not just here for gold, Nigel. You should know that. I'm not here so I can strut about in some dead king's clothes. I'm here for my family. Daneland is a fucking waste, you know that. Nothing grows anymore, the cold won't let it. I need to find a new home for my family. For my children, and for their children after them. But I'll not sit on my ass and hope for a gift from Odin. I will take what I want with my own hands. Any Saxon brave enough is welcome to prove this land is rightfully theirs. But if they can't, then it's ours. His answer had stunned them both. Egil looked a little ashamed of himself, whilst Ayla showed a rare smile. We will make this place our new home, brother. No one can tell us it's not ours for the taking. We will make this land our home. Well, whilst you two are dreaming about home, I'm proud I got as far away from that place as possible. Now it's time to make my fortunes, my name. Find a wife, or two. Maybe one day I'll even overthrow old Ivar the Boneless himself. I doubt that old git can move as fast as me. What do you think? Neither Hjalmar nor Ayla replied, for the words had caught in their throat. A few paces behind Egil, in the doorway of the Great Hall, a figure stood. They were clad in a rich black tunic and dark green breeches. His long silver hair was untied, and on his arms rested the many rings of gold and silver, gifts from grateful lords, prizes from defeated foes, symbols of his power and fame. They knew full well who it was. They could feel his grey eyes piercing the darkness and burning into the back of Egil's skull. But he had not seen Ivor the Boneless, son of Ragnar Lodbrok, as he left the hall and slowly approached their table. I mean, come on. The man's been alive longer than a fucking tree. He can't be much good in a fight. Ivor now stood right behind Egil and Ayla, the latter of whom had turned back to the table and stared ahead as if expecting a killing blow to come from behind. Perhaps one day you'll get the chance to prove that. Egil's eyes widened, fear gripping him tightly. The Jarl Ivor leaned forward and spoke into his victim's ear. Perhaps I'll get the chance to fillet you like a calf. Then we can see if your mouth still won't shut. Something within Hjalmar broke and he sniggered though he desperately tried to hide it. Ivor did not seem bothered, though. He had enjoyed terrorising Egil enough. You three are going with Gerd in the morning. You're going to patrol the Saxon border. Keep an eye out for movement. Gerd Gerdson. One of Ivor's best warriors, and one he often trusted with leading others in his absence. Forgive me, Lord, but Gerd's head is emptier than Egil's breeches. I've seen him in battle, trying to charge at the Saxon all on his own before someone bigger than him drags him back. 
He's not clever, but he follows orders. People who don't follow orders tend to lose their heads, boy. Are you going to disobey me? Without a single thought, Hjalmar answered truthfully. Never, my lord. Ivor must have heard the sincerity in his voice, because he gave him a fond smile, which quickly turned into another angry grimace. Then it's settled. Prepare yourself for the morning. If someone tells me you're pissed when you leave, I'll personally string you all up by your guts. Enjoy. And with that one last fret, Ivor returned to the quiet hall, laughing to himself as he left. I hate Gerd. Gerd hates you, Ejorn. You better be careful. A big man like him, small man like you. It won't end well. Why are you two always looking for people to beat me up? Shut up, Ejorn. Their laughter and talk went into the night as the moon descended and the first birds began to sing. Before the light of dawn, they retired to their beds. It was going to be a long day tomorrow. You have been listening to Sword of a Saint, Faith and Steel, starring Adam Cheer, Alexandra Jungeling, Ryan Beeman, Tom Rowe, and Josh Carr. The story was written by Kari Richards, and the music by Josh Kari Music. Next time on Sword of a Saint. We'll run the bastards down before they know it's coming. We will not give the Saxons a chance to see us. A chance to kill us. It's time to do some killing!